A very happy new year to you from the Trucking Driver podcast. This is our first episode of 2021. I'm Dougie Rankin and I'm pleased to be joined again today by Paul O'Callaghan, who's been back from another series of European adventures, I believe. Uh, I can't believe the last time we spoke in the podcast was the 11th of November. How time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> now you said it, yeah, it actually, it has been a while, Dougie, so... um. I won't say it's been all exciting adventures, but uh, I've had a few continental trips and mixed it up with a, with a bit of Irish work in between. So um, I think since the last time I spoke to you, uh, well, I've worked for I've worked with three different three different guys, so it's all sort of casual basis I work on. So um, generally, it means you can you can always go back once you don't burn your bridges. But uh, no, I did a did a trip out to Paris in a in a five sixty, very nice. Uh, 560 left hand drive one on air and um, mm. I'll have a little update for you about that yeah it's just kind of a, it was a nice nice short little trip down there um, brought down a load of groupage and uh, it was actually a bit of a story once when I arrived at the place you know I was told that you're once you arrived there before 2 p.m. should be fine in the day and so I arrived there at 1 p.m. and uh, I knew when I got there like there was a line of trucks in front of me and a lot of guys hanging around the little office clutching CMRs and I, I thought now this doesn't look very well this doesn't look great mm-hmm. of course and there was no there was no word of like social distancing and you're just kind of trying to almost kind of fighting to get to a little window and get your speak in but anyway long story short they uh, they wouldn't take it they finished they said no we're finished at, at 2pm so, oh, so I had to uh, I went and parked in um, parked in Runge's there it's the big big you know, fruit and veg market in, in Paris, like the biggest one in France, a massive, massive area. But it's nice, quite safe parking in there and restaurants and that. And so I went back the next morning, the, the, at, you know, whatever time I was told to go back, I don't know, 6 or 7 a.m. And um, security wouldn't let me in the gate then. The way he was on about some uh, some COVID form, which I'd never heard of. Oh. And I didn't have. And he says, well, if you don't have it, you can't come in more or less. And I said, all right. Well, at this stage, I was parked, you know, blocking the barrier and... Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there was trucks behind me. I couldn't reverse back, and the roadway was there. And I just kind of said, "Well, what, what sort of what do you want me to do?" And uh, he just, "Not, you're not coming in." So, I, I, what do you do? Like, it's it's not like you have a helicopter blaze on top of your uh, truck and you can just fly away. Well, yeah, security so. guards are the same the world over. You know, the, 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 well, look, some of them. I, I won't tire nice them all. Won't. Then you get yeah, ones exactly. That. Yeah, but this was a situation where, oh, okay, he's probably been told by someone. This is it's. I, I, afterwards, I found out it's some sort of a form to say that you're 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 an essential service. God only knows, and you're doing an essential job, and you're cleared. I don't know. Anyway, um, like a solution needed to be come up with, as opposed to just saying no, you can't come in. Even if you said, yeah, just go through the barrier and come back to me or whatever, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I go, eventually just, I, I, you know, yeah. like exactly. Yeah, there's this stage like this. So uh, I didn't. I wasn't going to start begging with him. So I just I left I just locked the truck and I walked up to the up to the main back to that window where I was the day before, and I got one of the guys he was a supervisor and he more or less said what's going on and I explained to him and he just kind of threw his eyes up to heaven, <laughs> and he walked back with me to the game. And at this stage it was pure mayhem. It was like some of the upper echelons of office staff with like briefcases coming in and like so you know what's going on and I said well why don't you ask your security guard you know, but anyway we we uh, eventually the guy whoever the so-called the supervisor or team leader it must have uh, had a bit of a they had a few choice words anyway with the security guard and it was let in but it was just kind of one of those um it was one of those uh, tips dougie that just seemed to kind of drag it was dragging on over the course of two days you know oh. and uh well, anyway we got we got we got it done and uh got a backload and, and backload uh, for Ireland, which is which is handy enough a lot of times you'll you'll take loads from from the continent back into the uk and then reload for you know from the uk back to ireland because Generally speaking, um, you know, there'll be a big demand for goods back into the UK and then there'll be a big demand for goods to go back from the UK into Ireland as opposed to goods going directly from the continent to Ireland, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's generally what you look. Yeah, but obviously from a driver's point of view, it's an awful lot easier if you can just get a load in France or Spain or wherever and just straight for straight for home. But um, no, that was a nice, it was a nice, it was a, I have to say it was a really nice truck. Um, very very well minded microwave coffee maker just spotless cabin being rebuffed and um, yeah it's just owned by a guy he's got a small little nice kind of little handy sized fleet of, of really well maintained and uh, immaculate trucks so 
it, it makes a difference when you're driving something like that. That's um, I actually couldn't fault anything about it. Even had the little little small red lights in you know, inside the cab where you at nighttime when you can have that create that little bit of a I do, an ambience. So. I do like the ambient yeah, light. I like that. Um, yeah, so do I. Yeah. So if I find in some of the. Some yeah, some of them are not just quite red enough. You just don't get quite enough light. But oh. this one had two, two extra little ones put in, and it was just perfect actually. Oh, brilliant! I tell you what, the, the so, truck that has the best ambient lighting out of all of them is the the Actros um, MP5. I don't know if it's a standard feature, but the addition one that mm -hmm. I had on test um, that had it was like disco lights. You could turn the control wheel, and it would go through the whole colours of the rainbow, so you could have the Lovely. cab lit up any Lovely. colour you wanted, pretty much. And I was, I thought yeah. that was brilliant. I was driving down the road and just like periodically changing it every five minutes, just yeah. <laughs> passing it's, the time. I know. I, I, I'd be the very same. But it's just, it's just such a simple little feature. And when you're driving along board at nighttime, it can make all the difference if you just have a nice little bit of ambient lighting because. Um, I notice in, would say, in the newer scans, you have, you can have this. There's two separate switches. There's one, there's little red lights that come on down in the door, and then little red lights kind of up in the higher up in the cab. Mm. But neither of them are sort of bright enough, really, to, to actually make much of a difference. So, mm. you know, just find it in the in the Volvo. You have that little wheel. You know, you turn around, and you can dim yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Works, works perfectly. And I don't really know what any of the rest of them are like. I can't say what the what the DAF. But I do remember being in. Uh, I think Mercedes have had have had that for a while, even going back to possibly the MP3. Have they've had those those kind of multiple little small lights set into mm. the roof, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we'll so, see. It's on my yeah. it's on my list of my to do list of things that I need to catch up on, which is a long and varied list, and it includes getting the woolly hats <laughs> sent out to the competition winners from a year ago. But I'm seriously oh. not allowed into the office down in England at the moment. I've got oh, okay. Because okay. of all the corona restrictions, I've got a card down in Woking which I can't legally collect. I mean, I could just make uh, up, I, I, I could just make up a story that I'm going to pick up a lorry to get the car, and you know I don't really have any problem with lying to policemen, you know. Mm. <laughs> but, well, well, but it's not really you're not, it's you're, really you're, not you're, you're, essential transport. Yeah, so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to in all seriousness I'm going to have to wait until I can get back into that office and go. Um, re go rating for stuff, uh, but get you yeah, get all, you a couple the... of demos to use because you would go. Oh, that's, that's right. That's do, right. do a proper uh, job. All I, I was hoping oh. one of them was a Renault, wasn't it? You quite fancied a Renault. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I haven't tried it. I haven't driven a Renault T high yet. Yeah, that's that's one of them. I think that should definitely mm. be viable. And I would like you mm. to get a shot of um, the Iveco S way. Because um, of course, I, yeah. I was talking to Bob Beach, our veteran uh, truck tester, and Bob's been driving since the seventies, and he knows he used to mm. sell trucks. He knows everything there is to know about them. All and right. He said, he said to me, that. in all honesty, he says the best handling truck I've driven this year was that Iveco SW, and he's been out in the there latest. Um, he's been out in the, the latest bang up to date yeah. Scania's, Volvo's, DAFs, everything. So it's quite high price. Yeah. So I'd be curious to find out what it is indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a man who knows certainly knows what he's talking about. I didn't realize he, he had uh, sold trucks as well. Oh, he sold Volvo's um, for a good while. We need to get him back on the podcast, uh, so we can get a bit more yeah. of a autobiographical yeah. episode on him because he's done so much over the years. He's a that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little no, bit of a technophobe, but he's getting there with it. He's, he's picking it all up. It's because yeah. of the complexity of all these modern trucks. You know, he's got to go. Learning about all the systems and things, so smartphone technology, right. podcasting his, uh, technology. His, his 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 technical knowledge of the trucks actually is is fairly in depth. I just noticed that. Oh, I it's when, outstanding. Uh, when, you, when you had him on the podcast, yeah, exactly. I, I can I'm well able to talk. I can talk about what they're like to drive and the little fairy lights in the roof and the air system, you know, stuff like that. But when it comes to the actual technical stuff like that, um, wouldn't be definitely wouldn't be at the races. <laughs> A trip to Paris and an R560 Scania. A trip to Paris, so basically all I get to drive, I'm not, not that I'm complaining about it, basically all I drive is, is Scania, it's not, not by choice or anything, it's just well, what the, seems to be the, the popular trucks here, you know, and I don't, I don't, uh, well, I, I, I don't complain, I don't, I don't turn them down, but um, that was, a, I have to say, that was a particularly, particularly nice one, probably one of the nicest trucks I've driven, just the steering drove straight, it had the air suspension on the front, it's, it's off the cruise, um, Interior had just a, a few nice little modifications, but not too much. So when I got into it first, it was like, you know, that kind of leather sort of uh, 
button studded leather mm. mats oh, out. Nice. And I thought, oh, gee. Yeah, I said, oh, oh, kind of, I was sort of afraid to put my feet there. But actually, I have to say, at night time, when you're just driving, I like to drive in my socks. And I have to say, that was nice and cozy. There's a little bit of heat going down there, you know. Mm. And, uh, and a coffee maker, of course, use the coffee maker all the time. Oh, but I went from that alive. then. So, yeah, I, I said it was time to uh, maybe just come back down to earth for a little while and, and do a bit more, do a little bit of um, do a little bit of Irish work, kind of get closer to home and uh, had a few few sort of uh, weekend events that I wanted to attend, just kind of family stuff and a few so- social bits, social bits and pieces. So um, do you remember I was when I was on, I was back in Ireland, 2018, 19, I was driving an R580 on a local work with wood chip and a little bit of low loader work. Probably remember me telling you about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if I don't know if that went in the yeah. magazine or not. It probably... No, no, I kept that all sort of low key. Yeah, but uh, no, I never actually had it in the magazine. But I think you may have had in my little uh, avatar or whatever you want to call it, a little profile on the magazine. Mm-hmm. I had that. Or I drove that truck for quite a fair while. That was a one seven two, late seventeen reg, mm-hmm. or five eighty manual. So anyway, I ended up uh, driving that for a month. Exactly a month uh, from you know for all of December leading up to Christmas. So um, I do some casual work for that guy on and off. So basically there was a, there was a quite a quite a large pile of, of wood chip about uh, about forty five minutes from where I live. So I live near a big power station here, and that needs to be moved. And so basically there was two of us on it, two you know two different trucks. And so I did for for five weeks, sorry four weeks, uh, five days a week. I did four loads per day just over and back um, on probably some of the worst roads you, you can wow, get in, uh, in I, I, we, we have a lot of bad roads here but these were basically uh, what we call bog roads so oh, between no, Port yeah. Leash uh, and so from Port Leash to well, actually Port Leash to Port Arnton wasn't too bad into a little town and then Port Arnton across the Indere just bog roads all the way bog roads so, oh yeah yeah I remember um, yeah I remember cutting across, doing a bit of cross-country driving, because, of course, at Full of the Pipe 2019, I came in, stayed, mm. stayed over mm. with you, and yeah, yeah some yeah. of, the, so some of those a... roads were like, you know, the car was a bit bottoming out, because like, the roads were like sunk yeah. that much, and yeah. I was like, so oh, I, I really wouldn't fancy meeting an Arctic no. coming another way on those roads, they were not no, built. No, no, it's so, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 when, you, when you meet, when you, if, if you're in a car and you meet a truck, or if you're in a truck and you meet a car, it's, it's, one, it's one thing, but when two trucks meet, um, that's where it gets a bit, you know, it gets a bit hairy and tight. And the problem is, uh, it's just sh- shocking the way the, the hedges and, and trees are not trimmed. So you're based, there's a lot of farmers. So I think how it works is that the farmer, it's a responsibility of the farmers to cut their hedges and, and a lot are, are really good oh, and they keep mm-hmm. on top of them. And then there's some that just have never been cut and they just, they just let the, just basically let, let the trucks trim them. Oh so yeah. You, you'll notice, like, you'll, you'll notice then all, all the side you had a new, um, brand new uh, Legras trailer and oh. you'll see of course it gets cake, gets cake and mud but you can see all the, the you know the where the branches of the trees have, have dragged along the oh, side yeah. of it and all that I'm sure it's, it's pretty disheartening but that's just part and parcel of uh, of, oh, of driving in, in, in Ireland but no we were um, we were we had a we had a Hitachi excavator on the pile and we were loading ourselves and, but you, and did you get a shot of the excavator as well oh yeah that was that's probably oh, the main brilliant. reason did it Dougie yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like just like a big big shot well I was thinking there's I, I remember when I was on the M somewhere around the M where the M25 meets the M20 in uh, I'm not sure if it's still there but there was something advertised on the uh, beside the motorway in a field like and it possibly may have been something like digger land Oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, there's a few of them around the country. Yeah. Down land, you can go yeah. to like a digger driving yeah. experience and everything. Mm. Aye. So uh, I just thought you, you know, yeah, it's fine. I, I, and I can completely understand why you know it's it's uh, it's something that like I've always been interested in, but just never really. Me too. Never really got the chance to do it. You know, apart from maybe you know just kind of loading them up and down off trailers, which is pretty simple. You know, just kind of track up and down and and um, look at it. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's it's not rocket science, but at the same time, it's 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 all about it's like you know just a little bit of practice and a bit of coordination. So that was that was quite interesting. So we were um, kind of loading loading ourselves. So lucky enough, I had a brand new trailer. So I was the first few days were a little bit kind of nervous because you're trying not to uh, you're trying to you know not to not to hit the uh, side boys of it. And and not the toys, uh, uh, yeah, boys and their ties. Yeah. So actually, th- th- to be honest, it was uh, I actually got more. Pleasure nearly from from driving the excavator than uh, huh. than the truck a lot a lot of the times you know as much as I do love driving trucks yeah I've got a bit of a th- I've got a bit of a thing for JCBs 
I must say, you know, because I grew up, we grew up in a new built housing estate, and I might have mentioned it. Oh, I remember you said it before, before yeah. Uh, I've always been fascinated in, J- in JCBs, and but I've never actually, mm. I've never actually driven one or anything like that. And I think you know, no. if I if I had, Me if neither. I came into some money and a bit of land, I would totally buy one, oh, like drunk. a retro one, drunk, and just yeah. go and like. I would go yeah, and dig no, like yeah. a trench and then I would go and load all my muck into my folding tipper that I bought to go <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. And then yeah. I'd go and yeah. drive it like a mile to the other side of my land and go and dump it and then go back and forth and Tip do it that day. Yeah, it's I would, uh, it's actually happy. it's very I'm a simple man. Yeah. Oh don't worry, I am I'm I'm with you all the way. It's very pleasing very pleasing work. Uh, but the only the thing as far as I'm aware, I've never done anything in JCBs, but the controls on the JCBs are, are, are the opposite to, to the way the, the joysticks on an excavator work. Now, there might be someone saying, no, no, no. But that's, just, that's, that's as, far, as far as I understand it. Uh, I have, I have but, heard uh, that JCBs are, well, a, th- a backhoe loader is, well, mm. construction guys will know this, is a relatively complicated bit of equipment and you mm. don't see them as mm. much as you used to anymore. You'd see them working all the time, but it's, getting, correct, hard, yeah. it's getting harder to get a good backhoe man who can really get the best out uh, of it. All right. And yeah. 360s yeah, seem to be more makes... common now. I may be talking that makes rubbish sense, yeah. on that. Please, anybody <laughs> listening, who's, anybody listening driving along with three JCBs in the back of the, the lorry, please correct you had, us. You had, you had me convinced anyway I was agreeing with you, going, yeah, actually, that's that's a great point, Dougie. Yeah, I never, but I, never I think they are a bit, like, there's a fair bit to them to get the sort of, to be able to utilise them at the best of their ability. But if mm. you can do it, then they're like, uh, that's a really yeah. brilliant thing it's, to have have about I saw one exactly, yeah. we- in Wales in a set of roadworks and I had the S way and I was like scrambling mm. to try and take a picture of it because I hadn't seen that for ages like a JC yeah, digging a trench on the side actually, of the road with just some cones yeah, out I'm like, that's keep, it, so... keep an eye out for that yeah yeah, yeah. so um what else then actually um just on the on that then so uh, fabulous book to drive probably over specified for the work I was doing because top lane cab and had the air six by two five eight you know air suspension and, and all but um quite quite a lot of cab sway on those really bad narrow back roads but yeah, i have to say yeah, the, um, I'm, I, I, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh of air suspension so i was kind of really pleased that i had that and it took an awful lot of bounce out of it especially when you've got a truck with a big heavy v8 engine and a big heavy top lane cab so um but uh, just interestingly it um from the first day I got it, it was given a few problems. It was like it wasn't it wasn't getting fueled, so um, read out the, the codes to the guy in Scania, and it turned out to be it was a sticking turbo actuator. So from from what I was told, it's uh, it might be like a Euro six related to the Euro six engines. A bit of a problem. They've quite a complicated turbo, and there's a buildup of carbon, and basically it needed a new turbo. That you know truck is only if you're yeah, if you're doing yeah, that not, sort not of shunting. Work going forty-five mm, miles yes. back and forth. That will maybe be making it a bit more prone well, to carboning up, rather right, opposed yeah, to one that's on the motorway. Yeah, exactly. Miles. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's true. So um, while that was gone, I got the pleasure then of for a few days. I had a fifteen reg P four forty Highline. If I said it was poverty spec, I probably would be underestimating. That's a tractor unit. Yeah. It's quite that's quite an unusual tractor unit. A a, a P well a P a P Highline tractor. There's not too many not too many of them going about. Um, no. The curate, thank God. I take it it was proper ba- basic supermarket sweep spec. Was yeah. It? No. I have I have to say probably um, more suited to the to the roads I was on and the work I was doing. Yeah. Well, it's flat roads, so the power the power is not a power is not an issue. There was no issue there, but. Uh, the minute like a moment from the moment I get into it, I I like to have my coffee cups on the go and where's the coffee cup holder? No. Okay, I'll just put it down in the door here in the door pocket. All right, it doesn't have a door pocket either. Uh, so, so where do I put my where, uh, where, 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 a step too far? We, we, I think you maybe needed a G cab. I mean, to, to be fair, it would be it would be ideal for those Irish roads, but being so low to the ground, aye. Um, yeah. Uh, the only thing was it it, it obviously handled better than like a go cab. Than an hour topping, but at the same yeah, at the same time it had um, it was quite bouncy, um, but it, look at it, it it got the job done, and uh, look at it, it was about 
I'm trying to think how much light. It was about a ton and a half lighter. Because I, I knew when I, when I went to the Weybridge, like it was normally about 18, mm. 18, 8, or 18, 660 or something. This thing was was about 17 tons. So like when you look at the, take the, the V8 engine into account, plus the cab, it was um, a fair bit more payload, which, mm-hmm. which we discussed with the boss. But uh, I don't know how how uh, easy it would be to get someone to drive that on a full-time basis. Yeah, you know? proper Not me, anyway, that's I've for seen... sure. Proper workhorse, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, um, yeah, it, it, so I no sooner had, had the, got the, got the 580 back and the engine light was on again. Ah, do they mean? So they had said, yeah, they had, there was, it could have been one of two things. It could have been an East, what was it? Uh, an ad blue sensor, which would have been the, the lesser of two evils, which was replaced, or a DPF filter, which obviously was far more expensive and which hadn't been replaced for, you know, obvious reasons, we'll, we'll, we'll start at the cheap option first. But uh, yeah, then it needed a, needed a DPF filter after that. So I was back, that was back up again. So uh, it just goes to show the the problems that are associated with, with Euro 6 and, and the amount of, you know, strict kind of emissions restrictions that are, that are put on engines nowadays. Like, I don't think the engines were given any of these sort of troubles um, up, up to now, up, up until they've been so highly constrained for Euro. Uh, standards. So, just well, this is it now. This is the Euro. The Euro sixes have been. I think they've been. I think they've done a lot better than um, a lot of people um, thought that they might have done because there was a big panic at the end of Euro five because people were trying to get Euro fives in rather than Euro sixes. But mm. as time goes, as time goes on, either some majorly majorly expensive components on those trucks um, well, to the point where. That's if right, yeah. you, Whereas it, on certain trucks, it will just be once the DPF filter goes, that's it going for the export. You know, the rest of the thing could be mint. <laughs> mm. Mm. But that's, that's just right. yeah. the, the complexity. Oh, so look at that. Yeah, you talk to guys and they say that, you know, the, you know, the, maybe the 560 doesn't give as many problems as the, as the 580. But um, anyway, look, that was, apart from that, you know, it was, it was uh, the truck itself. It was a lovely truck to drive and, and um it's kind of no harm, you know. It's it's. I, I was only doing that for a month, but there's guys and and they're doing that kind of week in, week out, uh, day after day for, for for the whole year, you know, short kind of short haul, um, intense sort of, mm-hmm. you know, you're 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 concentrating all the time, like you're, there's no more way of work, and uh, it's, it's you know I take my hat off to those guys because it's it's not it's not really you know the kind of the glory work but I tell you you're work, you're working hard you mightn't be doing massive hours well that was probably about a twelve hour day you know you'd, someone mm-hmm. say oh well, could work I work fifteen hours but I tell night, you, what's that you would be home every night you home every night yeah exactly yeah home every night in your own bed and and um, that's that's definitely that's definitely one of the pluses if you were a family man. Definitely, uh, it's kind of the job or, as well. Yeah. That's where you know, like an automatic gearbox, you could could make a difference to somebody on a job like that. Where to begin with, maybe you'd think, oh, maybe it wouldn't. But imagine them at the clutch pressing, you're going to be doing per yeah. day. Yeah, there's me well, the, coming the, out the in favour of an other gearbox, there, people. You know, <laughs> the, the other, yeah, exactly. The other truck that was that was on the job with me, he was in a he was in a R five sixty, and he had a manual, so uh, he didn't he didn't complain. You know, he was quite happy quite happy in it. But I know. For me, uh, I definitely prefer Opti Cruise in all aspects, but especially that that sort of work. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, that was that was Mixing that was something up. that sort of kept me gra- grounded. Yeah, kind of grounded there for a week, Dougie, and, and it makes you appreciate the uh, the continent trips. You, yeah. well, of course, Christmas this Christmas for the haulage industry for like history in general for the UK and Europe uh, this is going to go down in the history books because of all the mayhem that happened with um, Dover That's and right. Manston yeah. and everything like yeah. that um, I, can mm. o- I can only assume that you avoided all the madness well I actually dodged a bullet on that one because the original plan was we were going to, going to load up on the I think was it the, the Tuesday or Wednesday before uh, yeah, before Christmas and and ship out uh, through the UK. So that was the plan. And then I got a call on on the Sunday night, which was a lot earlier, earlier than I was expecting. And this was when the news had come through, of, you know, that problem in Dover with the COVID it was just starting to surface. So um, the guy who was doing a trip for 
called and asked me if I could go a day earlier, and I said, yeah, of course. I, I'd al- already finished up on the previous Friday with the um, with the woodchip gig. So, uh, yeah, lucky enough, Dougie it took me um, probably a couple of days um, loading refrigerated stuff, and uh, I shipped out then from Rosslair to Cherbourg. So that was that was the last. That was on the I think that was Tuesday the twenty second or something. That was kind of the last direct sailing uh, leaving the country. So if we hadn't have made that one, uh, yeah, there was, there was kind was, of there was nothing else. Take? That was about an eighteen-hour crossing. That's, so that's generally what it is. That's from, you. From that's you avoiding the UK altogether. Yeah, yeah. and which that goes is, yeah into, into into Brittany. Yeah, which is of course useful for EU stuff. But it looks like they've got their, it looks like they've got their deal through um, with the European Union. So we're now just waiting to see what's going to happen with the traffic and the extra that's, bit of that's right, paperwork yeah. that's going to be yeah. needing. It looks at this early stage, you know. It's hard to tell. Mm. It's the second of January, but it it's looked hard. like it's I'd hard. seen a few uh, early trucks go through, and they'd managed to, you know, move through. That's and the right. Sky yeah. Fallen in yet? So fallen in, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of that might might be due to the fact that um, a lot of companies have got their goods um, imported or exported, however you want to look at it. For, you know, prior to this happening, they've, they've, they've taken in extra stock and everything's been stocked up, so they don't run into problems. So it's probably yeah, a little bit too early to tell. But also, from from an, from an Irish exporter's point of view, there's been, uh, I don't know, you, you, you probably saw that, there's been extra sailings. Were like, well, a new, we call it a new crossing uh, put in place there uh, by the FDS between... Sounds Dolby all right. What was... Uh, Dunkirk, Dun, Dun, Dun yeah. What was mm-hmm. the ferry like? Oh, sorry, so the ferry, yeah, the ferry was, uh, the ferry was grand. Look, because of due to COVID, you get a cabin to yourself. So I won't. I'll never really complain too much uh, when I have a cabin to myself. Although the cabins were were, were actually quite warm or quite stuffy, and um, they closed the bar. So we we, we drove on. I think this ferry sail it was due to sail at nine, and you know we drove on about eight o'clock, and they, they closed the bar at, at ten p.m., which was quite unusual. But that was uh, just them following the whatever COVID yeah, guidelines. Yeah. God knows that, that they were given restrictions. But um, we, we, do you know what? It was probably no harm because we. We got a few extra bottles and uh, and those, but um, no, it's got, I, I never mind those, never mind those long crossings at all. Dougie, you know, just bring the laptop and have a bit of Netflix download. You don't get any. Um, there's no, you basically no Wi-Fi worth worth talking about, or I don't. You have to pay for that. So when, once you're well stocked up with with uh, something on your laptop and, and something to read, and then um, so yeah, you wake up and you know whatever, wake up in the morning, go down for breakfast, maybe go back up to bed for a while, you know, look at something on Netflix and. Then you're off it in the you're off it in Sounds the, good. I think we got off it about yeah, it was grand. It was grand. maybe we might have been on it for about look, 20, 20 hours or something, but uh, it was grand. It was definitely, I'll tell you what, a lot better than, than what the guys down in where was it? Man was it Manston Airfield had to go through? Yeah, Manston was horrific. I mean the mm. the, the government mm. knowing that this bloody place would have been needed at some point, they should have built numerous showers and toilet blocks on it and they should have had but, uh, like facilities put just, in so to get food not in did you so, not was, so, not so. Head, in the, head in the sand job did nah. you see what, what they did in holly in hollyhead with the truck stop oh, they've stolen the truck stop just to go and use it for <laughs> hmrc they've just gone and confiscated yeah. it yeah it's the yeah, same just with them. It. a perfectly which which is which is a is a thriving business from from what i've gathered yeah. like it certainly gets enough Gets enough customers there, and uh, you know everyone takes their twenty-four hour breaks or, or whatever. God knows, that's taking forty-five hour breaks, and you know it's 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 a quite nice facility. I never I used it a couple of times, and, and couldn't say a bad word against it. You know, it's it's. Uh, I've confiscated it. You know, give me. Just took it off. Just took it away. So it's anyway, the same as Ashford truck stop. I was in Ashford. Um, must have been when was it? it must have been 2019 end of 2019 and they've massively mm. expanded it thousands of extra spaces and that's currently not available because that's been confiscated as well so uh, that's great isn't it so the government can use it for their own for their own bloody uh, ends but yeah. there were stories yeah, from manston yeah, yeah. of uh, mm. i mean just there were guys having to walk two and a half kilometers one way to get water and then two and a half kilometers back to his truck yeah. in the rain there was yeah, so much yeah. that they could so, have done with that, mm, and they did mm, that's, nothing. That's, you know, it's it was indeed. And, and, yeah, and, and it if it indeed. happens again, what are they going to do about it? In, in that case, I thought I've given a bit of thought. Mm. I've never seen such a poor class of politicians in our society. Um, there's a lot of politicians mm. that have gone straight into politics from university, and I don't think you should be allowed to. You should have to have ten years work experience before you're even allowed to go into politics. I think. 
And I thought, maybe mm. I should get into politics. You know, I could go for £87,000 a year wages <laughs> and then like that, um, £241,000 yeah. a year on expenses and all that, thanks very much. But in, in all seriousness, they need to listen to people yeah. who've got experience of industry and jobs and things, depending on that, those wonderful, all those wonderful volunteers getting food to people. Did you see... Because they were saying what you do, right, yeah. the food must be supplied through official channels and there were like mums and dads like lowering down baskets of food on ropes off motorway bridges to drivers illegally, whereby mm. if they'd got caught they could probably have been prosecuted under some god-awful law. And that's, uh, what, that's but, uh, apart, apart from that, it was, it was nice to see, you know, that sort of community, community spirit coming out and people looking after drivers and I think that's one thing you'll find in England, people, people will help, so... People will, was, uh, people will looking, help. It's always yeah. down to like the individual yeah. human beings and yeah. people in people ah, yeah. in suits yeah, yeah, who are yeah. insulated from mm. any of this, who've never been within a mile of it, who cause it all, who make all the money. Yeah. Everyone's. Oh. Back to your trip. Where did you go? Yeah, where did I go off of ferry? Yeah, just that night and I had a couple of. Um, few deliveries there sort of around the, the Brittany area that was that was at night time and then uh, from there I was heading for Italy after that so once I got those off I had, I had a nice big long drive down to Italy so um, I crossed into crossed into Italy on Christmas Eve actually went through the Mont Blanc tunnel hey. so it was quite nice actually it came, it came out the other side it just started to rain or snow as I got obviously you're, you're getting up fairly high in, in the mountains there and um, got a nice photo once I, once I came out of the tunnel on the Italian side it was a it was a Christmas, big Christmas tree, you know, outdoor all laid up and a bit of snow and got a nice little shot there with the with the truck in it. And I drove down, drove about probably an hour from there. There's the old uh, Aosta, it's the old um, customs customs post down there in the in the Aosta, Aosta Valley. And I parked it just a little services down past that, and that's that's where I woke up. Then Christmas Day, nice little small Italian services in the right in, in the mountains there, nice and quiet. And uh, mm-hmm. went in and you know got a, had a shower and. Little co- coffee and croissant and Italian brioche and and headed for uh, headed across then you know sort of Milan over towards uh, Venice that area for on on Christmas Day but you know the, the thing that surprised me was the the amount of trucks that were in the in the most of the service areas were full on Christmas Day with trucks. Aye. Mm. Well, mm. You're right, they were out. Mm. They, these these are like long distance trucks, like on their way to and from places and. Yeah, these these are all guys. Just yeah, long basically long long distance trucks. Yeah, um, there were like obviously no Italian ones. Aye, wasn't really any. How how are the people sort of things that are, are getting on with the places that you're delivering to and things? Do you ever get much chat about them about how things are, what's happening with coronavirus and the way things are progressing? Do you ever get much of that or an impression mm. of it? No, not 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 a huge amount. It's just the case. It's just look. It's 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 a it's similar to here. It's a case of just always have your Aye. always have your face face mask uh, in in your pocket. And um, basically, all that was open on on Christmas Day, like the, some of the smaller services were closed, but the big ones, which are if you see an autogrill sign, that's mm-hmm. that's generally a big, a pretty big uh, motorway services. Or there are small autogrills, but they had the say they had the shop part closed, but the main the main part, which is the bar and the you know the toilets and the showers and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was open. So um, yeah, it was. I, yeah, I had a had a Christmas. That's part of Christmas Day then at a at a one overpass kind of Vicenza, Verona. But it was quite funny actually. Um, there was a guy who came. I was just I was sitting in the seat, in the truck, and the guy came over. And one stage he was in a he was in an actress. I think it was a Lithuanian little, little actress beside me, and uh, he was kind of looking over me, smiling. You know, so I think oh he wants to have a chat. So I got down and had a ch- had a chat with him, and he was uh, he was actually a Ukrainian guy. Who was driving a Lithuanian truck, but he he had worked in London for 15 years, and he just seemed to be uh, he was there for I think he'd been there for three or three days already, and was going to be there for another three days, and he was just kind of so happy to see someone driving a right hand drive truck from you know whatever you know England slash whatever Ireland mm-hmm. you know, so just just had a bit of had a bit of a chat to him. Uh, just looking for a and, bit of chat, uh, about company. I think he just wanted a bit of chat, yeah. And then at one stage, then he was just, you know, he was so happy to meet you. And he put out his hand, he shook my hand. And I was like, oh, yeah, your grand shook his hand. And then he's like, and then he, went, then he you know, went to, go, went to give me a hug. And I'm like, oh, sure, we, we forget about, you know, on, we guy. forget about social distancing <laughs> here, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're not, you know what I mean? You're not going to like sort of push someone away. I just get, and that was it then. He was happy. He said, okay, you know, bad, I'll see you later. And, uh, but I, I did, I did make one little mistake because where we were standing, there was, there was, it was just a really, really cold kind of a breeze coming across. And I said, you're just standing around the back here, you know, in from the shelter. I said, oh, he said, no, no, it's not cold. I said, you, you don't, uh, you don't know it's the cold, I said, because you're Russian. And he, and he stopped me and says, no, oh. I'm Ukraine. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, it was, I had it said before I thought before I thought of it. And I said, uh, I apologize. I, I do understand the fair bit of upheaval over that end of the world. You know, Putin throwing his weight around there with the Ukrainians and that. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, no, that was, it's just funny how you, you know, we, you get into, you know, you say the wrong thing. But, no, that was, that was kind of it, Dougie. And um, unloaded on, uh, Unloaded on Stephen's day, Boxing Day to be called, uh, over in your your mm. parts. And um yeah, then I had uh, I made my way back over to back over the A four to, to Milan then for um that was we'd say on Saturday and I wasn't loaded until Monday. So, you know, put up a put up a forty five hour break there and uh actually we got a we got a fair bit I was looking at the weather forecast and you know when you look at it and it looks like it's it was gonna be snowing for twelve hours, so Yep. Got, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I woke up that. Yeah, it was like a child, child's uh, Christmas time, you know, waiting for Santa Claus. I went, went to bed waiting for the snow and was waking up throughout the night. And sure as God, yeah, it came down. We got, we got a nice fall of like quite a big fall of snow there. And um, even before it started to snow in, in the service area, they had a class tractor with a blade in front of it and a teleporter, a oh, class teleporter just, ready. Uh, it just goes to show you wouldn't be getting any of that over here. No, anyway. no, no. Have you got. What? No, it was not. There were. They were well organised, yeah. Well, in Scotland, we've, really had, well we've had snow on the ground for getting on for a week and it just hasn't melted. This has been the worst... Well, right. it's been the coldest spell since we had that beast from the east mm. in 2018, mm. which is coming up for three years ago now, when we had that crazy yeah. amount of snow. And I was reading in one of the newspapers, but you've always got to be wary, because they the love a bit of weather clickbait, whereby we're always going to have the hottest <laughs> summer ever and we're always going to have the coldest winter ever. Yeah, they yeah. reckon that... We might be on for like a massive cold snap. Um, yeah, it's just coming. Yeah, up. I have seen a couple of reports like that, and it's quite. I think it's well all day here. Actually, I haven't even stepped outside yet, but it's been about three degrees, and um, yeah, I think we're in for a bit of a bit of a cold snap here. But to be fair, that uh, you know, the truck started coming into the service area because they were they were trying to get them off the off the main highway, off the motorway, the autostrada. Mm-hmm. And um, I got talking to who there was a Spanish guy. He was he was parked beside me, and there was a, a guy, an, an Italian guy, came in in a an R. What did he got? He was an R five hundred. But he he was trucks were kind of getting stuck because they were they were trying to drive over. Would say where you know the snow plows had come in and sort of packed the snow up along the side. But uh, it was it was a bit of fun. I was I was happy. I was just walking around there with me, you know, in the in the snow, you know, see if I could help anyone. And didn't have a shovel or anything but you know um mm-hmm. had to move the truck forward forward a couple of times let a few guys in and uh it was lucky enough it, it actually just sort of abated once uh kind of close to close enough to the time i was i was due to leave and, and go and load so went and loaded um after i loaded something i think it was like salami or it was you know cured meats mm-hmm. back for back back for back for the uk then and uh that's you yeah, back home way. so you were back home for new year yeah. although not not, not much of a... Well, I, I don't traditionally do much for New Year anyway, but I certainly didn't do anything much much this year um, with yeah. all the COVID restrictions yeah. on and everything like that. Um, That's right, yeah. But, no, well, I made it... Look enough, I made it home for for, uh, for New Year. I hadn't intended. I would actually offered... I would have I would have turned around and, and went back again for it, another one if, if there was one, one available. But uh, no, I got, got home for it. But actually, um, I had to do... When I was approaching... Calais on, on the A26, I saw a big overhead kind of gantry sign saying that truckers had to get a COVID test, which mm-hmm. I wasn't aware of at all. But we, you know, pulled into, pulled into a service area and uh, and had to get a COVID test and had the results back in 50. I was I was there not even 15 minutes. Really? And got the test, got the results. Yeah, you're clear. Yeah, yeah. I was because I looked up at my uh, looked up at the at the clock and uh, you know it was it was after, it was counting down like 31 31 minutes. So I was there. I was only there 14 minutes. So and then yeah, it's just I don't know if you've if, if you've had one, but basically just sat in a chair and and you know you have to tilt your head back and they put a little kind of a swab stick up into your into your nose and mm-hmm. right up into your nose. It was quite a weird sensation. I was just I was full sure I was going to sneeze or I didn't know what I was going to do. But um, yeah, that was that was I don't know. I hadn't heard of it. Uh, I had to you know brought in my passport and I, I presume I was logged on a system because when I got to uh, when I got to the Euro Tunnel. 
and I handed my passport in, into the into the into the UK end of whatever immigration. Took them, a, you know, they were looking at the screen, and, and maybe it came up that I had a I had passed. Yeah, it must be, it must be all integrated. Away, away I went. Yeah. So that was it. Then came in, came into the. Uh, and had a couple of drops of one in Surrey and Nuneaton and then, then loaded up in uh, loaded up in Doncaster and, and got home for uh, like the day before New Year's Eve. Did I ask yeah. you, did, did your trucking driver arrive in the post? No, I bought one. Did you buy one? Well, at least you could find it, which, well, is, well, all, I, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, ex- now you said it exactly. Yeah, no. I t- I, what I do is, um, I, I can't the suspense. I can't deal with the suspense of, of waiting. It takes them quite a while to come in the post. So um, I always, I'll always, I'll, I'll buy one or two copies now because there'll be always someone who says they can't get it, or you know, especially when I have a fair bit, of, fair bit of content in it myself. There's mm-hmm. no harm to have an extra one or two lying around. So no, bought it. Uh, haven't read it all yet. I just read. Always sort of have a look at my own bit, little bits first and. See, see how they turned out and then uh, move on to the rest of it. So looks looks like a good issue again, Dougie, fair play. So. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the current issue on sale now is taglined Rallying Hall, which is a, it's a January issue. So we've got the Subaru Impreza, a very rare occurrence as I've put a car on the cover. Mm. And there are not too many cars that would go in the cover of a trucking driver. Maybe the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am oh. would be one of them, you know. <laughs> the I'll, 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 I'll take the Subaru, thanks. <laughs> I think the Subaru would win quite easily. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Subaru doesn't come with Sally Field, so no, that's well, that's that's true. Yeah, but I tell you what, it comes with a lot of pedigree and a lot of history. That's for sure. Anyway, I did like the fact. Well, I went and subbed out half of the feature to a guy who I used to work beside back in my Vauxhall days called Jamie Arco. And he's a rally car fanatic. Yeah. He knows everyone there is to know about rally cars. So I got him to write up the story of the 1995 season uh, of the rally championship. And this year itself, um, I'm delighted with the way it came out. We've got RS Car Michael's purple Scania's from uh, Northern Ireland on the other half of the cover. We've got uh, a, a real strong selection of, of material in there, uh, including your... Yeah, you've got that nice... Yeah. Your Actros, that um, stream space, um, which you spent a yeah. day, spent a day with, because there's not too many of them going about at all. Uh, no, well, I did. I did say in, cab. Yeah, that's right. And I did say, like, if you, especially in Ireland, if if you try and look out for, it doesn't matter what sort of an Actros cab with a tag axle, you, even a you know a big space or mm. or a giga, and you, you just don't see. I don't know why, but you don't see. That was probably one of the main reasons I decided to. Do a feature on that one because it was just such a rare truck, stream space, tag axle, and um, yeah, I think it turned out fairly well anyway. Yeah, it's a good story. I people it's doing like you know, yeah trucks trucks truck stuff, truck drivers out doing on, truck stuff. On, you know, on, that's, uh, the, on the job, I believe. On the on the job, it used to be called. Remember that in the older the older days. Aye, aye. When I need drivers at work and things, I've actually kind of just. I've lost that title for mm. the feature now. The only one we really have titled tends to be the editor's choice, um, which is always yes. the one that goes up the front of the front of the magazine. I know, but there was a cracking set of pictures came out with that one as well. And I've got a picture. Your friend from Greece, Alexandros, he's got the centre spread in this oh. issue as well. Is it? Is it? Is it that? It's not. It's not Alex Abramidis, is yes. it? Yes. Yeah, he's got the centre spread in this issue. A nice green Scania. Um, sitting in some oh, lovely green sunshine and i tell you what else about that as well oh. which is also of interest I've just looked at it now there's a JCB in the background of the picture as well oh well Alex is a Alex is a dab hand at the, at the photography I actually caught up with him when I was down there um, last year he's got a he's got a spot there in Thessaloniki where you know if you can see all his his, his um Picture. I presume it's. Uh, I presume it's. Must be. Is it, it Alex? He goes as truck attack. I presume that's. The yeah, same. I've got him on social media. Same. and He yeah. sends me some yeah. pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. He actually. Because when I, when I met him, he said he subscribes to the magazine, which I couldn't. I was actually quite surprised by, and he he gets the, the digi- digital subscription, and he knew everything about it. So it just goes to show, Dougie, how, how far-reaching your audience really is. It is. We go, we go everywhere. We've got subscribers in Canada. We can, we can check the podcast stats really? as well. And we've had people listening to the podcast oh, right. in, 
um, Africa on, and Australia and America and, and all that. So it's been it's been great. I do like some of the. We do occasionally get emails yeah. from American um, like companies like PR people saying that they really want to work with us about stuff because they think we're American. Um, and so far I've like turned them down because they haven't done the research, but I might go and get one of them in and yeah. just say, right, I'm going to sign up going, I think you should um, advertise on our podcast for 10 episodes and charge them a load of money and without telling them that we're actually based in the UK and not, um, well, the UK and <laughs> Ireland and not America. Well, <laughs> you, might, you, you might get a few sponsors from over, um, over the UK side if, if it, uh, continues to I'm hoping for sponsors this on, year. So. I'm hoping coronavirus doesn't go on for too much longer because trucking driver no. print media if you look at it in general there's a lot of magazines have been closed over the last year print media has been under pressure and trucking drivers still in the same position it was before coronavirus which is I say it a lot of times in the That's podcast to, but I can't thank the readers enough for all their support but also you know we couldn't do it without our great contributors bringing us in so much so much good stuff and strong material as well. So we are cautiously optimistic for 2021. We've got a wall planner in there with all the truck show dates on it. I get a sneaking suspicion that, that, some of yeah. the, that some of the early dates and things I suspect might be difficult, but surely as we roll on to, into actual summer, we're going to be able to have yes. some sort of, you know, social activities. I, have, I, um, I had a look... <laughs> Yeah, I had a look at that um, that wall planner. There isn't really much on the show scene, kind of prior to about May anyway, Dougie. Is there on, even on the wall planner? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't imagine it'd be much. May June. Yeah, uh, I think mm. I think things are just purely guess guessing here. I think it's going to take until July August for things to really really kick into gear, and anything yeah, before yeah. that. So. Anything at all, getting anything is just a bonus. Um, but before That's that, right, it's yeah. a super, I think big, I, I think a super big bonus, I think. It's, uh, onwards, I'll keep, um, onwards and upwards now. I keep, I keep doing the continental trips for another while. I'm actually just waiting. That's okay. I'm, what are, I'm what are another... your plans for 2021? What? Well, I don't really plan too far ahead. I'm just planning the next the next week as it is. So that, that truck that I, um, that I was out in last week, actually... Uh, I'm just waiting on a call. So the the regular driver of that truck, he's not back until until about the tenth, I think, or, or after that. So I'm going to do I'll do another another trip, possibly to Italy in that one. So um, nice. I kind of put my hand up. Well, it's it is it is an S seven thirty. So uh, it's you don't really get the chance to drive them every day. And and seeing as seeing as it has no driver for a week, I'll, I'll definitely volunteer to do another week in that. Be, so I don't know, maybe maybe tomorrow or. Or the next day I'll be heading off again. So apart from that, really, uh, don't don't Fantastic. have any yeah, major plans. Just keep just keep sort of going, just floating through life as I, as I have done in, oh, <laughs> up to now, and just yeah, driving <laughs> different trucks and going here and going there. Maybe maybe do a little bit of work around home again, and um, you know, just to kind of keep yourself a bit grounded. And uh, uh, but uh, certainly at the moment, the way that all these kind of lockdowns and stuff oh, are on, I don't. I I I'm quite happy heading off. While the, while the trips are available because it's not like you're really missing out on much as it is anyway. And as I'm kind of looking, I'm like, because trucking driver consumes so much material, you know, I'm always like 10 big features in every issue. It takes a fair amount of effort to, to continually get all imagine. that stuff in. So I'm just looking half an eye yeah. on these lockdowns and going, I hope we don't end up in like mm. super tiers something or another, it's tier seven or something. But the thing is, trucks are essential and trucks need to keep moving and we can That's we right. can work it so we can do our photo shoots in a responsible manner. And we don't, because of the of way course, that we've yeah. got photographers dotted around the country, we don't need to stray too far from home. I'm just... Nah, that's, um, that's it. But we've been on such a roll after doing the V8 special, the Christmas special, and now this rallying hall issue. You know, it's Have, we've set the bar really it? high going into twenty twenty one. Here's a quick. <laughs> well, it's it'll, I don't I don't uh, I don't doubt that you'll you'll be able to match it match it in the future. But here's um here's a question for you. Have you anything in mind in in, in the kind of similar vein to that V eight special? You did, you know, is there, would you have, um, I don't know, just off the top of my head, like a, you know, a kind of a, a classic one or, um, I don't know, have you, have you anything, anything else in mind? I do chat, I do chat to, um, 
uh, Bob beach quite a lot on the phone and things and discuss things. One of the things that I had thought about doing for a while was um, uh, well, like a not not like max power in the car magazine, but like a maximum power issue. So every truck, oh, yes. every truck in now the magazine, um, is yeah. the most powerful well, variant you can get, or it was at the time that it was released. Yes. So you can now look at talking. some. Yeah. You, you can look at some real really iconic stuff. And amongst all, yeah. and amongst all of that, you know, so that was one. And I'd had. I thought, remember. There was one I'd thought yeah. about doing, which was a kind of like a, an old V thing, which would take a bit of setting up, whereby we get a lot of double features, whereby we go and get each features like um, a truck from twenty twenty and a truck from you know the nineteen eighties or the nineteen nineties, and we're comparing them head to head, like have a good few of them together, all in the same issue. Um, yeah, we, we had, yeah, definitely. We had a grand definitely plan. Definitely a top, top power one. Yeah, we had a grand plan as well to try and get a load of trucks together at um, I don't know, like so, just a suitable location, and then get a squad of like drive re, some readers and contributors and things, mm. and would get some new trucks and old trucks together there. So you know we could all go and have mm. a shot of you know have a shot of these right. new vehicles and I'll chat about it but it's something that has to be done completely out with the coronavirus um, era that's right yeah so, or if, if you had something along the lines of um, I'm sure there's collectors out there that have would have like would say a Scania 143 yeah. versus a Volvo F16 you know head to head something like that now that'd be quite cool aye aye so some stuff like that I've got mm. ideas ideas knocking about in my head to, to do some good um, at least two or three special issues in twenty twenty one. So if you've got any good ideas Deadly. yourself, shout out. Deadly, I thought thought about doing specialists as well. So we're looking at stuff that was a bit different. Like I could do like an abnormal load company driver, I could do um like a forestry truck, um a car transporter, mm. um you, yeah. you know, a vacuum I've... pump tanker sort of guy. And just I've, just look at all different kind of spe- specializations yeah, as to how broad haulage and transport is. I've, and by the way, if I've anybody's listening to, to this, uh, from, if anybody's listening a, to this a, from a, trucking a, a magazine, timber truck in, in the last while. <laughs> so, What's that? Sorry. If, if anybody's listening from trucking magazine, these were all my ideas. Don't steal them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say I was actually trying. I've been trying to try quite. I have a bit of an inkling just to do a, a feature on a on a on a timber truck. Mm-hmm. So I contacted a couple of guys lately, but the, the, the few I, I contacted are, you know, it's always something, ah, we need to get a few bits fixed up and a few bits painted up and, um, you know, those those trucks are working working really, really hard. They do, but, that's um, had one, one, Yeah, they work, and, you know, you're trying to say, listen, it doesn't have to be, people realise the sort of work you're doing, it's not it's not a show pony, there, there are trucks out there that are probably in the most arduous conditions uh, you'll get, but um, I, I quite have a, I'd, I'd like to do one on a, on a rigid drag with a with a turn proper turntable well, on the be. front of it, which are get, which are, which are increasingly have, rare. Uh, something Ireland must have. Oh, there are. Yeah, I had a nice, nice, uh, yeah. nice, nice, nice Volvo five forty lined up, but we just kind of lost a little bit of communication, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll well, fire, fire that up again and do something similar like I did with the Actros and go go out and get a few pictures in the forestry yeah. and a bit of well, muck and that kind of I, thing, you know. I do get asked now and again, it's like, how do I get my truck in, truck in driver? And it's like, usually, just ask, you know. There's every chance you have probably got for featuring it. And if I don't get back to you, just remind me because I've yeah. got a million and one things and I can forget. In fact, we'll, yeah. we're always yeah. up for like reader um, reader suggestions and things. We've got a feature going in in this year after next on removal trucks. Because a reader had asked, you know, I've oh, always yeah. loved removal trucks. So I asked Peter Davies, um, mm. could you do something on removal trucks? And he went, eh, yes, I think I could. So we're doing that on the back of yeah. a reader asking. Um, to do, you remember to do that Dick, feature, Dick so. Flute? Used to, he used to do an awful lot. He used to write for, for um, a lot back. And the Dick Flute, he, he drove He had a Renault. I think it was a Renault manager for a long time. O- OLG was the name, so the letters right. on the side of it. But he used to do quite a lot of uh, continental. What's his name? Dick. Work, uh, yeah. Dick Flute. F L U T E. Yeah. That's a, that's a great name. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, but no, anyone that's. I'll a lot I'll of people that's listening to know who he was. Yeah, I, I don't know, I haven't heard from this guy in age, but I remember when I, as I was, you know, back in whatever, teenage years and 
maybe early 20s reading magazines he was uh he used to do a lot of writing and he as far as i know it was his own it was on uh, his own truck. It was like a random manager or something. What maybe white with a bit of black in the bottom and a red stripe. Yeah. But no, he was he was going all over Europe and he used to write. Yeah, he was doing well, loads. Anyway, that's just just a thought I had. That's the thing. The way the way to get into writing about trucks and things, and you know, and it's harder these days because there's less publications out there to write for. There's less material available. But the thing is, just to ask writing you don't need a degree in journalism well just as well because i certainly wouldn't be here if you've got like a, if you've got a knack for <laughs> writing, me either no if you've got a knack for yeah, writing exactly. and you're doing the job then you'll be able to write about trucks much better than somebody with the biggest fanciest set of degrees in the world that doesn't know the That's front it. end of a truck from the back of one you have to have the experience yeah. and and the and the thing to remember is that um most of the well a lot of people that are reading it even if they're not uh, you know, directly truck drivers themselves, like they'll have a obviously have a big interest in in driving and are, are always well generally you know keen to see Aye. what other people are doing and 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 not, not just you know it's it's nice to read about gonna... new trucks and what's on the market, but it's also nice to read about what actual drivers are doing themselves and that's that's well, got, you know in, gonna... in the title title of the magazine truck and driver. Yeah, well, I've got a little bit. Um, there's got I'm going to do a little rejig of team truck and driver for the next year. Um, I'm going to maybe yeah. uh, one or two new names adding into it and I'm moving things about Luke um, Vernon has been in touch because obviously poor Luke he had, a, he had a terrible accident and he, he's not driving at the moment but he was talking to me That's about right, yeah. he'd put a picture on Twitter of some £1.30 um, canned hamburgers saying how awful they were and I was like <laughs> I'll pay you 50 quid if you go and review them in Trucking Driver. So I'm going to try. He said, do you want me to do some food yeah. videos? So I think I'm going to move them, perhaps move them back to doing some more food stuff. And I've got, um, maybe got a young chap coming into Team Trucking Driver who's just knocking about, knocking about the doors, working his way out his career. Um, so that might be a bit of a change oh, for 2021. Just doing yeah, domestic, exactly. multi-drop, day working bit... things, eh? you know. Well, why not? Maybe a bit of bit of fresh blood, and um, you know, someone, someone instead of me well, just banging it's, on about it's me. It's aspira- trips aspirational all the time, as well. You know? you know, it's not, it's not, it's yeah, not exactly, all the, yeah. it's not all, um, you know, blue skies and continental work as well. There's a lot of grey industrial no. estates and waiting around and and things as well. You that's, know, and we've got. Well, that's the, that's the that's the cutting edge, isn't it? Know, the real cutting edge, the th- the the thrills and spills mm. of being an owner driver that we've got with Chris and yourself and that's Russell right. running all over the continent so, and. So what are you doing? Are you how do you how are you managing? Are you are you staying off the bottle or are you are you having a few evening tipples or what are you? Uh, I was your, gonna, how are you getting through there? I was going to dry out for Christmas, but that hasn't really happened. I have signed up nah, for um, take another year to do that. Don't do it this year. <laughs> I'm raising money for didn't. Prostate Cancer UK just to round off the podcast tonight. Um, I am raising money for them to run 26.1 miles over the course of January, which will get me my fitness back again. And it's for a really good cause as well, because prostate cancer is one of the biggest killers of men in the UK. Uh, It's also very, very preventable if it's caught, uh, very curable if it's caught early enough. So I'm going to be getting my new running trainers on and bearing a bit of that. But as as far as drying out and detoxing uh, during a dark Christmas Christmas and New Year, nah. when you can't really see anybody, absolutely no chance. <laughs> no. no, 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 exactly. I was just thought I was talking to my sister earlier on, and her and her husband were, and not alone were they giving up drink, they were giving up coffee as well. And I just thought, well, fair play to you, but I definitely won't be giving up either of those at the moment. So uh, no, 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 <laughs> maybe, no, maybe, maybe when maybe when the weather's a bit brighter or whatever. But uh, no, I think I'm just gonna go and crack open a, an IPA and I would hug you there's a time and a place for it yes, settle up by the fire so yeah as we're recording this it's actually Saturday night that we're recording this because the days have all like blurred into one another where you don't know quite know exactly what day it is anymore and I'm looking forward to, we are, I'm back at work on January the 5th which is um, the Tuesday because in Scotland we are sensible and take the first day off after New Year. So that'll be me back into the swing of things, back yeah. into routine. So it'll be, yeah, yeah. It'll be, that will be at the point where I'll be giving up that lovely Gordon's pink gin and getting out uh, running and things. Yeah, exactly. Before then, yeah. now nah, I'm yeah. going to fill my boots. <laughs> nah, I just, yeah, I got to go for it, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit the same, just everything in moderation. Uh, exactly, yes. So, anyway, I'd like to wish all our uh, listeners and our readers a very happy new year. I'd like to wish you a happy new year, Paul, uh, and all the best in your adventures. 
in 2021. I shall catch up with you soon, and with any luck, I'll be catching up with you in person where we're stood in the sunshine somewhere at a truck show in Ireland. Well, let's, let's keep hoping for that anyway, Dougie, and um, yeah, Happy New Year to yourself and, and all the listeners as well, and we'll catch up with you again some stage in the near future. All the best. Cool. Take care. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.